and welcome to the TPM Podcast with your host, Mario Gerard. Today we have a very special guest with us, Arjun Subramaniam. He's worked at Amazon, Qualtrics, and is currently working as a Director of Product Management at Axon. He's also been in a variety of different roles from being a Program Manager, a Product Manager, and a TPM. Arjun, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey Mario, thanks for having me on. My name is Arjun. I'm the Director of Product for Axon Foundation Services. Axon is a software and connected devices company focused on the criminal justice system. We build software and most popularly known for body-worn cameras and tasers, so connected devices. And the idea is for us to be able to modernize the justice system with the best technology. Axon Foundation Services, AFS, is the team I own. They're a platform team. We built all the primitives that you need in order to build cloud apps for the justice system. So you can imagine how much storage you would need for body-worn camera footage. Cloud storage is a primitive, so we specialize in being able to store evidentiary media for really long periods of time in a way that's safe and recoverable. We own cartography and maps, which is another nice. primitive for 911 dispatch, and lots of other building blocks. We call them Lego blocks for building cloud apps. The company has significantly grown over the last like four or five years, I think, right? Yeah. So initially, the idea was just tasers, single yeah. product company. The idea was to protect life and the displace firearm uses. So if you think about uh, harm reduction as a strategy, you have all these different firearm uses by law enforcement or, or really anyone. And the idea is to obsolete firearms and provide a non-lethal or less lethal alternative for firearms in dangerous situations. From that one product, which became really, really successful, we invented the body-worn camera, which became then internet-connected. And then if you ever watch footage of this stuff on TV, you'll see the Axon's little golden triangle imprinted on the body-worn camera footage. That's largely credited to the internet-connected body-worn camera. And then now there are uh, fleet cameras and uh, we have a suite of applications, cloud apps that are for different purposes and different actors in the justice system. So everything from like the patrol officer to uh, public prosecutors, public defenders, juries, being able to orchestrate the flow of information for the entire justice system, not just in the United States, but all over the world. Well, that's fantastic. I think it's a very interesting space and there's a lot of good, interesting use cases there, right? So that's really interesting. Today's podcast is going to be really interesting because Arjun's kind of worked, as I said earlier, as a program manager, product manager, and TPM. You've been at TPM, I think, at Amazon probably for like 10 plus 12 years. Yeah. And then now you're kind of in the product role. So I think we're going to talk about the differences between the two roles. We're also going to talk about how he switched between those two roles. And that's going to be the first half of the podcast. And the second half of the podcast, we're going to focus more on a topic Arjun and I care about deeply, which is burnout. So that's how this is going to be split into like two two different parts. So let's start with the first part, right? Arjun, why don't you tell us in your opinion, what does a TPM role mean to you? So the TPM technical program manager is a function that was kind of really grew up in technology companies. I, I grew think, up I in, think it was Amazon, right? I don't know, probably who started it at the very beginning. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to say. I'm certain this role existed even at Microsoft with the original program manager yeah. that they, they kind of created. At Amazon, as the company became more and more complex and you started having all these engineering teams and product teams and cross-functional teams interacting with each other to build software products, you needed kind of a band leader, like someone who, who knew the drumbeat, who owned the plan, who understood technical strategy, 
strategy, who could kind of understand how engineering strategy and product strategy and the law and marketing strategy all kind of work together in order to like do something, right? This cross-functional leader. And so during the execution portion of doing anything that's hard, the orchestration challenge became quite high. And so the TPM role was created in order to manage the orchestration challenge. And part of it is a part program management, part technology architecture design, and part product role. And different TPMs kind of come in like different kind of flavors, uh, flavors, right? You know, it's just like a martial art, you know, like you you, you use some people specialize in certain things and some people others and some of it's stylistic, temperamental and, you know, it it leans into one scale or the other. So yeah, that's why it was created. And to be an amazing TPM, you've got to have something amazing about your ability to execute. Okay, it's a high leverage role. And what that means is that your presence on the team should 10x the capacity of that team. Yeah. compared to your absence, yeah. right? I normally say it's a force multiplier. That's right, that's right. Yeah. It's a force multiplier, right? And you'll see in many of these companies, you're not going to have that many TPMs, right? And usually yeah. the ratios you'll see thrown out are like one is to 10 or one is to 12 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so you're outnumbered, okay? Yeah. And the whole idea is that your presence just force multiplies the impact of the team. Yeah. Yeah. So at the broadest sense, a TPM at every level has to show dramatic productivity and impact improvements to the team that that person's a part of. Yeah. Right? That's how you do it. Now, it comes in different flavors and I've, I've actually seen a wide variety of folks, both like people that are like incredibly technical, who they could be principal engineers themselves yeah. and then people that are not as technical also be really successful, right? Yeah. And they all end up being force multipliers and they all do different things. So I don't think there's like one cut and dry persona or archetype of a TPM, but you've got to be able to show leverage. You've got to be able to show that 10x impact uh, yeah. on the team that you're in. Yeah, that's a very interesting like core foundation block, right? When we talk about TPMs, that they're able to show that kind of an impact to the whatever scope they're owning. Yeah. You know, one of the things that when you talk to teams that have really good TPMs and you talk to the different people in the teams, right? And you'll see, you'll, you'll hear some common themes come out of it, right? One common theme is that, wow, like my life got easier because this person's on the team. Yeah. All right. And you'll see that come out in different ways. You talk to an engineer and they'll say like, wow, yeah, of course, Mario was on the team. So like my life got better in X, Y, and Z ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'll often hear that things got clearer because this person was around. Like what needed to be done got clearer. It was much more simple than before this person was around. And these things like the simplifier, the provider of clarity, the accelerator, these are the ways you can detect, you know, amazing TPM talent on the teams. Yeah, I've heard some engineers say, I get to do more of what I'm supposed to be doing, which is writing code, than go run around and get all these pieces of information or work on all these other things. The amount of time I'm spending writing code is so little. And when somebody like this comes, I'm spending a large majority of my time writing and building new things. That's right. right? That's right. That's a very good articulate way, Arjun, put that across. So you've also, you for a very short period, you were a program manager, right, at Amazon. And then you moved to becoming a TPM. Can you tell us a little bit about the various 
program manager kind of roles at Amazon and what they normally do. I know you were there for a very short period. Yeah. So I want to give some context. So when I I joined Amazon in 2007, so it was a very different company. It was a smaller company. Amazon grew a lot in the uh, approximately 12 years that I was there. I did join as a program manager, but it it was a calculated bet on my part. I went through the interview loops and I didn't get the technical designation because I wasn't able to convince the technical interviewers on the loop that I was technical enough. And I had other job offers, but I decided that Amazon was the place I wanted to go to because I felt a lot of affinity to the loop and I felt a lot of affinity to the company. Like I liked the first principles thinking, I liked the customer obsession, the standards of excellence and rigor on thinking. I liked that. So I said, you know what, they're not giving me the title I want, but I'm going to go there anyway. And so the strategy I followed was, look, they're not convinced in a five-hour interview yeah. that I'm technical enough, but give me six months and I'll convince them. Yep. Okay. So I took the job. And then the first thing I did when I joined the company, I, I had a chat with my manager and I said, look, I want to show you guys I'm technical enough to do this. Right. And so let me go at this. Let me go and get the opportunities that I need in order to like work with engineering teams and be credible. And so that's what I did for the first six months at Amazon. That's what I did. And at the end of that, they changed my title. And and so I got what I wanted. That was my journey. I don't think that's the typical journey for a lot of people. And I think especially now, Amazon has a much more structured people development and people management system. Yeah. And so there's a lot more kind of... Uh, delineation. Between yeah, the there, there's a lot more delineation and there's a lot more structure and standards yeah. on what it means, okay? Got it. So with that context, I think, you know, if, if you are a program manager today, right, and you wanted to be a technical program manager, yeah. the good news is this is not anywhere by any means too far of a stretch okay it's on that spectrum of you know program manager technical program manager product manager these jobs are on that spectrum so the most important thing to show is that you can be credible with engineering teams and if they if they as in your management team or your leadership team if they can trust a technically ambiguous problem and trust that you will drive solutions and simplifications that are technical in nature that produce results and that you're able to show that, then you will be a TPM because that's the difference. And the starting point is really instead of looking at problems that have a significant management complexity, right? Like maybe like it's a project management complexity or orchestration complexity, look for problems that are technically deep in their complexity, right? And when you find those problems, try to be useful in those situations and move yourselves towards business problems that have that right characteristic, right? And that builds your body of work and then you can show the transition to technical program management. Yeah. I also did exactly what Arjun did and I interviewed for a TPM role, didn't get it, but they said, we like you. Why don't you join as a program manager? So if you look at my LinkedIn, you'll see that I joined as a program manager and within like six months or eight months, they moved me to a TPM. Yeah. Right? Because in a five-hour window, it's kind of hard to judge if you're how technical you are, especially if you're not that technical, right? Yeah. So it always, there are a lot of, I think today, there are a lot of smaller companies who'd be willing to take a bet on you and to see like how technical you are, can you actually go and solve some technical problems, right? So I think it's a natural progression that you can always achieve. I will say this, in hindsight, there's a temperamental quality that is entirely something you can learn, which is tenacity. And I think underneath the, are you technical enough question, it's really a question of, are you tenacious enough 
Are you going to be creative enough? Are you going to take no for an answer yeah. when you run into an obstacle? Yeah. Right? Are you going to find the way in the obstacle? Yeah. Right? That's the real skill. Yeah. And so I think the most important thing I realized back then was I was really just learning to not give up on myself. Yeah. Right? You just have to like be tenacious and believe that you can solve the problems that need to be solved. Yeah. And then you use your skills, your abilities, you pick things up, you learn things, and then yeah. and then you get them done. Yeah. Another very interesting skill which I feel TPMs must have in general is curiosity. Supposing you're in a, in a room with engineers, you don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah. You write things down, you go and you Google it or you watch some YouTube videos. Yeah. Right? You don't know what a queuing system means. That's perfectly all right. But then you go and you follow up and you're curious enough to go and learn all that. And I think that kind of catapults you, right? Because now you the next meeting you're in where they're talking about something like this, you're so well-read in that particular matter. And you, over a period of time, kind of build expertise, right? Yeah, and this is actually a really important point because this notion that you kind of have to like build the knowledge base that's wide is actually a superpower for TPMs, right? Because especially as you scale yourself up and you're going from TPM to senior TPM to principal to senior principal and you're doing this, right? Cross-domain expertise becomes like really, really important. You have to be able to be in a variety of different functional areas and variety of domains. And that means that that general purpose skills and stack, that stack of like capabilities to learn things, that becomes really important. Because even if it's not technical, I guarantee you, you're going to sit in a meeting with a room full of lawyers one day and you're not going to understand what they're going to say, right? Or you're going to go and sit with the marketing folks or the pricing folks or whatever it is, right? And you're going to have to figure out what's going on. And so it's really important that you don't get discouraged yeah. and that you follow that curiosity like what you're yeah. saying and that's a muscle. You just keep yeah. building it. You just yeah. don't never take no for an answer. Yeah. Well, this reminds me of my time at Oracle where I probably as a principal TPM, I worked very closely with legal for some time. At one point, we were shutting down an entire organization and I was working very closely with the social media team. Yeah. Right? So it's like different skill sets which you probably never thought you'd use. You'd have to like build that. You'd have to be curious and you have, you're always dealing with the ambiguity factor, right? Yeah. You very rarely walk into a room where you are the most knowledgeable person. Yes. Right? So you have to have that kind of curious nature and at the same time be okay in a situation where you don't know everything or you're not an expert. Yeah. And you kind of build that toolbox of qualities, knowledge, traits, and then that kind of becomes your TPM kind of kit. You're right. And then what's going to happen is eventually we all realize that we are human and we're unique and (laughs) we all have different abilities. And then you'll learn to appreciate that, like, look, you're really good at some things and those become your unique style of martial art, you know, going out and being really effective and being that force multiplier. Yeah. yeah, Right. There's no other way. You just have to be tenacious and, you know, walk, walk down that road. Yeah. And you wouldn't know until you kind of try, you know, a variety of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Another question I had for you is, since you've kind of been a TPM for like 10, 12 years, and now you've been in product for, I don't know, like four years now, three to four years. Yeah. Something like that. How would you describe a product manager? Just basic straight up question. A product manager in my mind truly owns the entirety of the business need. Yeah. All the way from discovering the need. All right. Driving clarity around what we need to do, what shouldn't we do, doing the exploration with customers and really kind of like getting it to the point where like it's real in the world. Yeah. Right. The TPM 
is involved in those spaces. Yeah. But the TPM is kind of like a sous chef in that situation. Yeah. Is not the head chef. Got it. Okay. The TPM is the head chef in the factory floor in my head. Yeah. Okay. In the machinery of get things done. Yeah. If you take like, hey, we know we have a really clear bullseye of what needs to be done, right? From a business point of view, right? The TPM is responsible for marshalling the entire resources of the company and nailing the bullseye. Yeah. Right? The people, the capital, the consensus mechanisms within the organization, quite literally the TPM is the marshaller of internal resources of the firm to accomplish the business objective. However, if you look at it, well, who understands the business objective? Who understands the customer? Who understands the trade-offs in the different ways in which we can go and serve a specific customer need, right? That's going to be often the product manager that's taking the lead on that. Got it. All right. And the product manager is responsible in totality from the start to the finish, right, of the product, okay? Whereas the TPM is primarily responsible for getting it done within the firm. Got it. Right, marshal the firm, marshal the army, and all the resources to get it done. It's like the vision versus the execution. These lines are blurry because you can't just say you're not responsible for the execution because you are, right? As a product man, you you absolutely are. But if you look at how do these people spend their time? Oh, that's a very interesting way to look at it. Yeah. So the product manager is going to be spending a lot of time understanding the customer. Yeah. Okay, like a The problem space. Yeah, the problem space. A really fine-grained understanding of the customer problem, deep heartbeat into what needs to be done, a clear bullseye for what needs to happen in order for the goals to be met. Yeah. Uh, Understanding the way to measure progress. Yeah, the KPIs, KRs. So if you think about the product manager, they're going to be very, very focused on that. And the product manager is also going to be focused on influencing the right people in the company towards the right things. Yeah, that's so important, right? That's a very significant portion of his or her job, like convincing the board, convincing the fellow product managers, convincing even the engineering leaders within the organization. Because all you have is soft power, right? So you have to influence with what you have. You have to understand what the right thing to do is, right? And that means you have to have a whole set of skills to go understand that. And then you have to influence to be able to get people on board to go do that thing, right? Yeah. But... If you look at what a TPM is going to be spending their time on, there's going to be a ton of work understanding the mechanics of how to get it done. Yeah. What are the right design choices? What are the right design choices? How How, scalable is this? Yeah. Who needs to be involved? Yeah. Right? How is it going to look if X, Y, and Z scenarios unfold versus some other set of scenarios unfold? Right? How do the existing assets of the company, like existing pieces of software, existing pieces of bodies of work that may exist, existing teams, how do they fit and contribute so that the right set of things can happen in the company to get it done, right? So you can see it's very much like the field marshal is setting the plan, but then there's that person who's the general, right? Who's on the floor, who's like leading the troops, right? That's kind of like the two two models in my head. Yeah, yeah. That makes makes a lot of sense. I also feel that the TPM and the product manager are kind of yin and yang, and they kind of work together, two sides of the same kind, because one without the other is kind of a failure, right? Yeah, for sure. So So they're fairly, they might be kind of opposing forces sometimes because the product manager might want more things to be done. Maybe the TPM is protecting his team. So it could be two different 
pieces to the same puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like this tension, it's not just about this tension in any organization. Yeah. All right. Because anytime there's constraint, there's tension. Yes. Right. And anytime you have a system of constraints, you'll have tensions between different stakeholders, different people and all yeah. of that. Right. Yeah. So the organization of that tension forces is part of both people's jobs. The product manager has to figure out how can I make this product successful, not just in my head, in my imagination, in this rosy world, yeah. but how can I make it successful in the real world with the people I have, with the constraints I have, with the constraints I have. And how do I think about it? Not as a, a point, but as a vector, like, like if I think about it, not just like, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow? Yeah. How am I going to take this year after year after, after yeah. year? And I have a successful product arc. Yeah. And that's a different set of tension than like a TPM. That's going to think about system tensions and stakeholder tensions and consensus within the company does person B simply not care about this versus person A is deeply passionate about making it happen this year right all of that operational tensions is what the TPM has to unravel that's very well put uh, let's take a segue. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the leadership principles at Amazon. And since you were there for a significant amount of time, what are your favorite leadership principles? Like, I think you spoke about it a little earlier as well. What leadership principles spoke to you the most? I think, obviously, there's a, all of them have a role to play, yeah. right? But if I kind of had to pick one that attracted me to Amazon and probably still is near to my heart, it's this idea of customer obsession, right? Yeah. This idea that you kind of work back yeah. from what's right for the customer, right? And a lot of that, I think, is what makes Amazon so special. Yeah, is and that so successful. It's so successful. And there's a part of this as a TPM, I think it really affected me because you realize that, you know, in this world of tension, right, you, you think about the system of constraints, like people wanting different things, systems doing things that may be in opposition to each other. Customer obsession is actually a unifying principle, if you yeah. think about it. Right. And it helps you resolve tension. Yes. Right. And one of the most effective ways to drive consensus in an organization is to convince people that their best interests are aligned. Yeah. Okay. So a huge part of connecting the dots on the what's a rock star TPM. Yeah. Right. One thing that I look for in TPMs is can they actually drive consensus by helping stakeholders see where they have commonality and not where they have differences? Yeah. Often TPMs will come to the table as the one person that could do that. Yep. That could do that. Who's an unbiased, neutral party who can take things forward. Right. So I would say customer obsession is definitely one of my favorite ones. You can't be successful without it. I actually think if it's one export that Amazon has, just (laughs) one export, if one idea, one principle went from Amazon to every other company in the world, yeah, I would say it's this one idea, yeah. which put is customers that first. put customers first. Yeah. Okay. And and I don't just mean that in like a mission statement. Yeah. I mean like literally day to day, 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 right? day. Like when you solve problems, start from the customer, yeah. work yeah. back, yeah. right? Understand the problems customers have, try yeah. to solve yeah. them, yeah. right? Yeah. Operationalize it in the way you work. Yeah. If literally like if Amazon was a product, yeah. right? The, the organization was a product and the one thing it did for the world was teach the world that this one principle is really powerful yeah. and it can, you create a lot of value, it's customer so, obsession. Yeah. That's the one I would pick. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think for me, the way it affects, the way it affects me is this notion that you need to find some unifying principle to work back from is actually like really powerful. This our old expression, if you don't know where you're going, any way will do, yeah. right? I don't actually think without this 
unifying principle, they understand where they're going. Yeah. And so a lot of it, you know, they get pulled by internal stakeholders, different agendas from like whoever is the loudest voice in the room or the most influential stakeholder, uh, not what is good for the customer. Yeah. That's not... That's good for the stakeholders. Yeah, but not... Good for the shareholders. Right. But not good for the customer. So all those endeavors are generally short-lived. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So cool. That's a, that's an interesting take. Let's move on to a totally different topic. How you evaluate... TPM candidates? What are the qualities you probably look for in TPM candidates? And then we can probably also touch maybe a little bit on how do you evaluate the T in the technical program management role, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was a bar raiser at Amazon for many years. You should also probably tell the listeners like in the early days that you were at Amazon, how many TPMs, approximately how many TPMs were there? Like, <laughs> so forgive me, my, this, I'm going by memory. So, and it's 12 years, so I, you know, I might be off by a bit, but like, there just aren't that many, right? So when I joined Amazon in 2007, I would say there's probably like double digit number of TPMs in the entire company yeah. that includes all seniority levels. Less than 100. Less than 50, I'd say. Yeah. So pro- probably less than 50. That was back in 2007. I got promoted three times at Amazon and then I was, I made principal, I think it was less than a hundred principals in the company. And the workforce was approaching million, if not had hit a million at that time. I don't know, somewhere in that range. And there's probably a bigger number. There were were only two senior staffs, senior senior principals in the entire company. And, and even now, I feel that that's very rare in most organizations. If yeah, you and especially of the scale of Amazon, you yeah. know, it's just like, there's just not, not that many. If you looked at the pyramid of like, okay, how many, okay, so there were less than 100 principals, how many seniors were there? Maybe like a few hundred, like yeah. 500, 600 seniors. And then you had like a, you know, maybe like a thousand program managers, yeah, TPMs yeah. of like of, yeah. of varying other sorts, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's not easy. It's also just not that common. Yeah. Many people, you know, decide that they want to go do other roles. So yeah. at varying inflection points in this ladder, some people decide they want to go be engineering managers. Some people decide they want to be product managers. And senior TPMs is a career position, so you can stay there for the rest of your career. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And that, my friends, is the end of the first part of a two-part episode series with Arjun Subramanian. Stay tuned for the second part. Hope you enjoyed that.